It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It is 12 o'clock on the dot bowl. You are just flexing on us today. You are the host extraordinary. I can't get anything past you, Jason. Jason, what did I text you this morning, by the way? I ain't going to repeat it on air, but I texted Jason some this morning. Some psychological warfare. Bull played right into it. I appreciate it, Bull. I'll show you what I said, Jason, afterwards. But it is 12 o'clock, which means it is time for the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And as always, the lunch hour is sponsored by Call of Gracing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. We want to thank everybody who tuned into the post-game shows for the Cavs games. We had over 1,000 people in there last time. We got over 1,000 people watching now. You guys are the true MVPs, and I want to give two special shout-outs to Evan419 and Phil Bowman. They both gifted five memberships each nice. to people in the chat today, so 10 gifted memberships. Like you guys that. are awesome. We appreciate you guys, and if you weren't gifted a membership and want to get your own, well, here are two options for you. For a buck ninety-nine a month, you can become a Starters Tier member that gets you loyalty badges, custom emojis, members-only community posts, and then for $4.99, the Big Baller tier. It is the Coaches tier. You get all those same starter tier perks, plus daily overtime videos, member shout-outs, discount codes for merch, much, much more. Depending on how the rest of the show goes, we'll be talking about Giannis and participation trophies, potentially, with his comments after the Bucks loss to the Heat last night. A lot to get to. We appreciate you guys for gifting memberships. And with that, we may not have the Cavs, but we do yeah, have... We will get to the Guardians in just Tanner a second. got to do uh, a few shout-outs, including one that's really important. I want to say a, a special shout out to, to every butcher. What's that? To your butcher? Shout out no. to butcher. Yeah, shout out to now my you guys man. are going to be embarrassed because I'm doing something serious and you're going to feel bad that you just said that. So I'm going to do a shout out to everybody at University Hospital Seidman Cancer Center uh, that's been working with my wife. My wife, for those who don't know, has leukemia. Um, she received, she's been uh, doing chemo for a couple of years. We thought we were past the worst of it. And uh, unfortunately, they had to take another step, and she had to have a bone marrow of what's now called the stem cell transplant. She had the transplant done Tuesday, uh, and uh, it, it went great. Uh, obviously, we, you know, if, if, whether it's going to work long term, we won't know for a while. But so far, so good. Uh, she's doing great. She was actually doing laps around the hospital floor today. And so, all, especially our, our doctor, Dr. Ben Tomlinson's a great guy, but really it's the nurses the amazing nurses that mm. don't get their due, the doctors are, you know, the big shots, 
but the nurses, all over, all the nurses that take care of people, it's amazing. But specifically to the to the nurses that work on the third floor of the Seidman Cancer Center with very serious disease there, leukemia and, and lymphoma and stuff like that. And a shout out specifically, and I hope I don't forget any names, to Chase, to Matt, to Julie, to um, Nina, to... Uh, I'm forgetting names, but uh, there's so many amazing nurses that have, you know, helped my wife. They take care of her. They treat her like gold. They're so amazing. They do an incredible job. And folks, people ask me all the time, friends, family, whatever, what can I do? What can I do? And I appreciate all the offers. People offer me meals and this and that. Can I, do I have such a great community and I love all the people here. And it's so special to me. It's so meaningful to me. I, what I will ask everybody out there to do, and I'm going to ask everybody out there to do, Going forward, donate blood if you can. Donate platelets. Uh, do the testing for stem cells and bone marrow to see if you could potentially be a donor for someone. Especially if you're young. If you're listening and you're in your 20s, something like that, you could save a life. So please, do what you can. All right? So be the match, go. right? Be the match.org. Be the match, yeah. Please. And, and again, the people at Sidemen, they do just incredible work. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. On a much less serious note, let's talk about the Guardians. Tanner Bybee yesterday. Your favorite Guardian of all time. I know. I was technically Bull has been obsessed with obsessed. Tanner Bybee. I mean, I might have started first. I might have started from the beginning. Yeah. No, G. Bush, you can't bring him up like that. Yeah. You got to baby him. No. I see some video on him. I like him. Bring him up here. And now he is the right-handed version of Randy Johnson. <laughs> he wears Rex specs, too, which makes him 10 times cooler. Yes. Like 10 and, times cooler. And I know, Jason, you know, we thought, like, he wouldn't be up for a while. And I love that the Guardians are like, hey, our pitching is not good enough. Yeah. We got to be aggressive right here. Now, I know Francona said there's no guarantee he's staying in the rotation. Oh, he's staying in the rotation. But he's got to stay in the rotation, he's right? Th- he said they're going to keep him up and, yeah. and figure it out as they go. But Now, if he starts getting blown up, right. maybe they'll change their mind. But the first starts for Allen and Bybee, who are two of their better pitching prospects, and Bybee's higher on the list than Allen. Much higher. But, but, they're, but Allen's still a good pitching prospect, too. It's one start. And it was against the Rockies yesterday. You don't right. want to get carried away. But he was very impressive. His next start's going to be in New York. So good. Hold, hold on to your butt. Throw him in the fire. I agree. I Love agree. it. I agree. Like, yeah. Start him out against a triple A team in the Rockies. Yeah. Let him get some confidence. Yeah. Let him go get his nipples ripped off against the Yankees. <laughs> That's the funniest thing you said. That's the funniest thing you've ever said oh, in your life. God. And, and, and then see how he handles a little adversity. Right. Uh, but no, I've been, I've been really high on Bybee. Yeah. Uh, we've been, we've been monitoring every start he's made. I mentioned yeah. the bull. A few weeks ago, that Bybee's ahead of Gavin Williams and Bull's eyes lit up. And he has been obsessed with Tanner Bybee ever since. Dude throws nine. Now, he looks like an accountant and he throws 98. He is the most unassuming. I mean, look at the movement. Look at that thing. Look at that that thing fall off the table. He's got an incredible changeup, wipeout slider. Like he's he's a four pitch pitcher. He can can get guys out with all four pitches. Big guy. I mean, he's not like, he's kind of thick. Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't know about no, that. I mean, not, I mean I, pause. Super I mean, pause. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> he looks for a pitcher. <laughs> I I work with children <laughs> here. <laughs> Jason, for a pitcher, he likes he's put together. He's, you know, he's well, like well, well, what's interesting with him? Anyway. So I went to the game. Yeah, yeah. I want to see him pitch. Yeah. So I went to the game prior to the Cavs game. Okay. So I was watching with Meisel, and I'll tell you, his first pitch, we both said like, "Geez, like his his delivery is a little bit violent." 
And when the ball came out, I was like, that was 106 miles an hour. And we looked up the scoreboard, it was 94. I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah. It looks so much harder than, when, than what the gun registered, but he got it up to 97, 98. Well, Man. I'll tell you, Man. there are some pitchers that look like they're throwing harder than they are. And again, it's one start, but that's the way it, that was the first time I'd ever, because I'd seen the highlights from the minors. Yeah. Mm. I, and obviously, I've been obsessively following him. Yeah. Yes. But I had seen him pitch a whole game. And you're right. I'm watching it on TV, and I'm like, that looks harder than it, that. It looked and, like oh. 106 coming out of his hand. It and really what I did. really loved is every ball. I mean, you don't know where, like, the ball, he's got such good movement on all his pitches. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm excited. I mean, what you mean you excited? And I, Gavin Williams, they just promoted him to Triple A. Gavin Williams took Bybee's place in the in the rotation. He'll be up. He'll be up by May. He'll be, possibly. He'll be up by June first. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And I was talking to Zach yesterday. Yeah. That's a good thing because, like, we've talked about it before. They they're going to have to make some moves at the deadline. They yeah. have everything they need to go get whatever it is they want. Yeah. And also, they need to see are these guys ready or not by yes. bringing them up now. You know, in by July 31st. Who do we need to get? Do we need to go get a starter? Right. Is Gavin Williams and Tanner, Tanner Bybee, are they ready to hold spots in postseason rotations? That's right. a lot to ask of rookies. That's right. But now you're going to get enough of a track record now to see what you need in July. Do we need a bat? Do we need an arm? Do we need both? Man. Do we need a front of the rotation guy? Do we need a right fielder? What do we need to get? What do we need to focus our allocate our, our assets to? If you wait till middle of June, end of June to bring these guys up, you may not have those answers. That's right. And, you know, we're all, all you know, I, I'm mostly complimentary as you are of the Guardians. My only criticism of them ever, pretty much, is when they don't spend money. Yeah. At, or they slow down a guy's call up to the majors to stop, to, to get him the seventh year. They didn't do it with Quan. Yeah. They haven't done it with Bybee. They haven't done it with Allen this year. Yeah. It's good to see. I like that. It's like, hey, and, and first of all, the division sucks. Yeah, like we know the Royals and Tigers are good. This the White Sox are a White total Sox disaster. disaster. The Twins are fine, and they're you know they're all right. They don't scare but they're me. They're not all. running away with anything. No. This is their division to win, and they could, they could have just said, you know what, we're fine. Let's be patient for a while, and they didn't do that. They didn't do that, and I like that. They've been aggressive with the with the pick. If you're, not, if you're not going to use the money, or you're not going to go out and use the assets to go get better players, um, veterans that can help you now. Yeah. I've always thought, like, just bring them Let's up go. and see, see, what they got. see what they got. Because here's the thing. There's a guy who's now I'm watching every one of his starts. Because now I can fo- I didn't follow them. Yeah. I didn't got into my YouTube time machine. I'm like, this dude is filthy, bro. I can't wait to see him yeah. up here. And now, guess what? Now the fans are like, oh, I, I like this young dude. At least I can dream and under That's right. and, and figure out whether or not this guy gonna be a part of the rotation. Be- I love it because overall the Guardians not playing that great. No, their not. lineup right now is a mess. Yeah. nobody like nobody's really hitting. Right. You, uh, you think you like Bobby? Wait till you see Gavin Williams. Uh, well, Zach said, Meisel told me that yeah. he's a clone of Garrett Cole in terms of his delivery. Big guy. He's a big guy. Well, Bobby's delivery yeah. looks just like Verlander. Almost it, to whoa. a T. Yeah. Yeah, well, right. Daniel Espino like was supposed to be the best of them all. And he can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. So, so, Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole is well, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. call him Garrett Cole. <laughs> that, yeah. I'm, saying the, I'm saying the delivery uh, and but, the yeah, yeah. But if he's, if he's 75% of Cole... I'll take it. But here's what's interesting. And listen, it's a long year. We know yeah. injuries are going to play a part in this, and you never know how this is going to shake out. But I, I don't know how you're going to find five guys because, okay, you got and, – and by the way, Shane's 
no one's really talking about this. Shane's getting hit around a little bit right now. No, we've we talked about, about it. it. Oh, have you? Yeah. Not, not, not not McNuggets that up guys, yeah, day. I don't like the way he's pitching. No, we, no, we, have no. a, we have a little bit of a breaking news. We do? Breaking news. This is kind of um, Pioneer and uh, former Cincinnati mayor Jerry Springer has died. 79 years old. Oh, that happened this morning, yeah. 79 years of age. Jerry Springer. Jerry wow. Springer's. Jerry. I didn't, I Jerry. didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, did, hey, before you get back to the yeah. point, Steve, take tag board full, play the video. Tell me this is not, I saw this on Twitter, but this is identical. This is Verlander and uh, Bobby's. Yeah. Wow. wow. Good. Who, wow. who, who Where did, did that? Bobby grow up? California. West oh, Coast okay. guy. So he's not like he grew up in Detroit watching Verlander. But it is pretty identical. And you're right. Gavin Williams' uh, windup looks almost identical to Garrett Cole. We'll have to do a side-by-side when he makes right, nice his Nice job by well, Matt Milner, whoever that is. That's crazy. I don't know how to do those side-by-side videos. I have and no overlays. clue how to do that. I'm so technologi- nah, technologically no inept. But anyway. That so, was a good side-by-side, yeah. So, for now, like, like, again, this is the problem with Bieber throwing 92. The margin for error for him is so yeah. is so thin. He's getting hit around right now. Whatever. He's still your lead pitcher yeah. for now. You have him, Quantrill. Uh, Quantrill's so, been terrible. I know. But, terrible. And, yeah. and Tito said, like, they know he's awful early, and he yeah. sort of straightens himself out. Savali, when he's healthy, say what you want about him. Um, and then you've got Bybee, Logan Allen. If Gavin Williams comes Eventually up. McKenzie. McKenzie. Yeah. I, I knew I was forgetting one. And you still so, got Polisak, although I know Polisak's you and I going to the bullpen. The I think he's going to the bullpen. Yeah. So, I don't know how you fit seven into five. And Gavin's not here yet, so let's remove him. Right, so, right. six. McKenzie will be back at the end of May. So, how you get six into five, you know, I don't know how they're going to uh, juggle this. But just something to keep an eye on. And, and, you know, I was talking to Zach yesterday. I just wonder how guys like Quantrill and Plesak feel when they see Bybee coming and they know Gavin Williams is, is behind yeah. them. I just wonder in the clubhouse. What, what, I mean, guys are competitive. They want to compete. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, just interesting. It's fascinating. And another thing by seeing these guys up, and, and if we see if we end up seeing Allen and Bybee for the whole year at this point, and, and maybe Gavin Williams for three, four months, is that if you do tr- – because, you know, we talk the uncomfortable conversations about yeah. Donovan Mitchell getting traded at some yeah. point. Shane Bieber's getting traded this offseason. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. there's just no way around that. They're, no. They're not, they're not in the business. Like, they may let Rosario walk because – you're not getting a ton back from him in a trade anyway. Right. Shane Bieber is not walking. No. He's so not. they're trading him this offseason. But he's it's, also it's getting hit around a little bit too much for true for value's sake true. right now. But you're Hopefully right. Hopefully he straightens that out. Yes, I think he, I, I think he will. But uh, I think he will too. For the and record. he hasn't been terrible. No. But he's, but he's not been great. Right. Not been I, th- I think expect. he will figure it out. But if these guys come up and pitch well, well, then you even feel better about like, okay, we can trade Bieber and get, you know, whatever. Hey, after what they got for Lindor with one year of control left. Yeah. It's right. incredible what they got for him. And again, I've said this before. Go back and look at what the Orioles got for Manny Machado. They got nothing, nothing. for Machado. Yeah. And the the Guardians got a, a player who's every bit as good as Frankie and Andres Jimenez. Yes. And Rosario, another piece in Rosario. Yeah, absolutely. Terrific so, trade. Uh, yeah, they did, and they'll probably do the same for Bieber. For Go Bieber. ahead, Mike. It is 12-15, which means it is time to remind everybody that the Lunch Hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports <laughs> Show is sponsored by Colleague Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. And we got to spend a few minutes on the big sporting event happening tonight before we welcome Terrell Brandon to the show. The NFL draft, which is a little different than normal yeah. because the Browns have a first-round pick, but we will still talk about it because it is important because our good friends at Lincoln Electric are sponsoring a Browns Talk segment every day. Lincoln Electric hiring for all great jobs in the welding and manufacturing field. Check them out. Great people, great jobs. Lincoln Electric. My question for you guys, the Browns don't have a first-round pick tonight. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How much and where would you put on a scale of 1 to 10 is your interest in what happens in the first round of the draft tonight? Well, I- I'll tell you, and it's, it's so funny because it's, it's the day of the draft in Cleveland. And an hour, 15 minutes into the show, we're just like, oh, yeah, the draft. The draft. Like, yeah. Usually, oh. for how many years was the draft the Christmas Super Bowl. year? That was Super it. Bowl, Christmas, whatever you want to call it. And now it's, like, irrelevant because – and even if the Browns had a first-round pick, we'd be talking about it more, obviously. But, you know, they're, they're not looking for a quarterback right now, so it's a different thing. However, you know, I'm interested because I just like the draft. Mm-hmm. I hate the lead-up to the draft and the mock drafts. Yeah. I find that stuff now so tiring and boring. But I, I like. I, I kind of feel a, yeah, I'm just like, a little bit too. Right, right. I'm so done with all these because everybody's a genius now with their mock draft. But I like the actual draft, and I like. I'm interested to see where players go. Selfishly, for me, I'm interested to see what the Bengals do with their late first round pick. Could they take Jamar Gibbs, a running back? Uh, could they go with a tight end? So I'm curious to them, and I am interested to see what the Steelers do and what the Ravens do. The Steelers end up getting Joey Porter Jr., which would be quite yeah. fascinating if that happens. So I'm into it, but I mean, from a Browns perspective. It, I, I mean, we're all going to be stunned beyond belief if they end up trading back no. into the first round. 0.0%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chance. So, That's from happening. a Browns perspective, obviously there's no interest, but I have interest in the draft tonight. Do you? Yeah, I'm going to watch. Um, yeah. I, it'll be like, you know, now what I do is because the Browns have not had really draft picks like that for a while. Yeah. Because remember a couple of years ago, they didn't have a first round pick for, uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. Right. trade. Yep. So, now you, you go back with the Deshaun Watson trade. So, what I usually do is put it on and kind of see the, the movement. I'm, I'm interested in seeing which teams really feel like they're a couple pieces away. Right. Cause you could tell like guys, it, it, my dad said this the other day. He said, look, after this crop of people, like after this crop of guys, cause there might be four quarterbacks. He's like, are there any teams that will need quarterbacks after that? Think about it. Everybody seems to have found something like even the, the Jets got uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Um, the only guy I could think is if Russell Wilson plays horribly again, but a- after these teams go out and draft Stroud or draft Bryce Young, and then you got Will Levis and Richardson, that's four more quarterbacks off the board. What other teams need quarterbacks? I, I think there's always going to be injuries. There's always going to be guys that don't meet expectations. There's always going to be just when you think all the holes are plugged yeah. another one springs another one sprouts. that's true somebody plays terrible like you're yeah. like oh well he's gonna turn the corner and you're like oh goodness he's terrible like yeah. I, I see that happening like geno smith geno smith had a nice year if he plays terrible the seattle seahawks will have no problem right being like mm. in tennessee who's tennessee have um, ryan Tannehill, baby yeah. former aggie wide receiver malik, and then malik and then malik. Uh, Gig him. But we have no idea if he's any I don't good even know if he's decent. So there's always going to be teams that so, – and Tua could get another concussion and be done. Like, there's always teams that you think you're good and then suddenly you're not good. Right. My interest level on in the NFL draft tonight is probably one and three quarters. Like, I'll have it on – I have two TVs in the office. I'll have one of them on the draft. But I'll have the other one on – I mean, the Guardians are off tonight. There's no 
The Celtics Hawks doesn't do a lot for me. No. I'm not really interested in that series, but I'll probably have that on. But the fact that there's no other compelling TV on is the only reason I watch the drafts. I, I truly, I don't really care. Yeah, it's uh, and, and, and you know it's ironic because the Browns for so many years that was what we were hanging our that was hat it. on. That was that all was we had. Yep. Yeah. Now it's like we're not even going to do nothing in day one or day two. Like, cause well, I'll, day two they have picks. They have, but it's like you got to wait. You got to still wait a while unless I, they trade. Day two, I could see them trading up to the second round, possibly. possibly. I think that's a possibility. We're gonna talk about it tomorrow. Coming. Don't worry. What's that? We're gonna talk about the Browns' plans for day two tomorrow. We think it, no way they're making it uh, into round one. By the way, Gavin Williams today in AAA, four innings pitch, no runs, five strikeouts, electric stuff. And Jason, you you're go. right. His windup and Garrett Cole, eerily similar. So. With that being said, we're going to do a real quick round of uh, happy face, sad face, yes or no on some NFL draft prop bets. Okay. We're going to run through these real quick. we got 10 of them. So we're going to run through them. Hopefully throw Brandon joins us at 1230. If not, we got plenty of other stuff to get to. Are you guys ready for a round of happy face, sad face, Okay. a.k.a. Me. yes happy or no, face, would you take face. it or not on some NFL draft prop bets? You ready? ready. Question number one, over under four and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round tonight. Hmm? So if you think it's over, give me a happy face. If you think it's under, give me a sad face. Hendon Hooker is the fifth, who may or may not go in the first round. I'll Everyone say, says no. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be four on the dot. Um, Hendon Hooker, I think, is a second-round pick. Um, the funny thing is somebody was talking about, I think we had a draft guy on here. He said the problem with Hendon Hooker is, he only had one good year of production at Tennessee, Virginia Tech. He wasn't the same guy. He's already 25. He just come off the ACL, so you right. might get to a point. He's 26 before. All of a sudden, he's Brandon Weeks. <laughs> you 26 yeah. before you even get a look at the man. Yeah, no, nobody's taking him in the first round. All right, next one. I don't know. I mean, I would never say never, but yeah, I, agree. I mean, I don't. Who knows? We're all. We're, this is all a guess, but it's all guess. These like, are all likely. per yeah. FanDuel, by the way. Over under one and a half running backs taken tonight in the first round. Bijan's a certainty. Will Jameer Gibbs be the second? Bull says yes. Jason says no. Nope. G says no. B no. B I, I, could, I think there's a good chance the Bengals would take Jameer Gibbs in the first round. Even though they haven't taken a running back in the first round in about 20 years. When's the last running back they did? Kajana Carter? Is that the last running back they took I, I in the think first he was round? the second to last. They took somebody a couple of years after him. Uh, I can't remember who it is, no. though. Whatever. All right, next one. Over under three and a half wide receivers. Taken in the first round tonight. Oh, they always go higher than yep. expected. Three Something yeses. Like yep. Yeah. yeah. Next one, Steve. Yep. Over under five and a half DBs, I safeties, and cornerbacks. Who the hell knows? <laughs> I, I say yes because of the importance of the position. Yeah. I think I think I think there will be four DBs, no safeties though. I don't got no safeties going in the first round, so I'm gonna go right at five. So you're under. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one, Steve. Bijan Robinson's draft position. Does he go in picks one through twelve or in thirteen or after? Under. I think he in the mid twenties. He's not okay. gonna be no top twelve pick. Jason's paid, giving us both. I've paid no attention. I mean I don't know. I don't really know, but I <laughs> I find it hard to believe a running back's gonna go in the top ten picks, top twelve. No, nah, he's not gonna do that. Stop. Perfect. Right Those teams are so desperate that I, I can't see them taking a running back that early. Next one. Especially when you think how many quarterbacks are gonna go. Yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba, same draft position. Before 12 or after 12? After. after. I think he's a late first rounder. I think he's a first rounder, but I think he's mid to late. 19 to 23 range. Okay, next up. I think we've got two more. 
Nolan Smith, the defensive end from Georgia, who ran a 4-3 at the combine. By the way, before you said the defensive end from Georgia, I had no clue who he was. <laughs> right. Not a clue. He ran a 4-3 at the combine, two-time national champion. I can't draft a defensive lineman with glasses. No offense, G. <laughs> what a shot. <laughs> what a shot. That was a good one. I used to have a comeback. I don't have one. I love G speechless yeah, for the first like, time damn, ever. They, they snuck that one in good. Um, no. He, he, he's going to be about 13, 14. I don't, there's too many quarterbacks going in the first. He kind of looks picks. nerdy, too. I can't, he looks a little nerdy. And he does not have that <laughs> level of production. Um, he don't have, it ain't like, he's one of them dudes that look really great, but can get locked up because they don't have no moves. Mm. So, uh, by the way, I'm answering this, and I think Jason kind of is also, without being as obvious as me, like, the people who picked the NCAA tournament based on uniforms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically. I'm picking it yeah. based on uh, defensive linemen and quarterbacks seem to go the most. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, all right. Give me a yes. Uh, I I've, done, I've done zero prep on the NFL no, draft. No, zero. And with that, we're going to be sending out tech shorts and updating you on every pick the Browns oh, make all my in-depth throughout analysis. the weekend. As you can tell, Bull, Jason, G, they are up to date oh, on yeah. everything you need to know about the NFL draft. Right. If you think they don't know first-round prospects, wait to hear them give their takes on the fifth and sixth round guys. <laughs> well, G the Browns know. take. I, uh, it is going to be electric. Make sure you are part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Members or not, this content is all free for you on our YouTube page, on our YouTube channel, on the Haymarket text chain. You're going to get it all. Make sure you tune in through us throughout the weekend. We got three more real quick. Boy, I know you know this guy because you mentioned him. Joey Porter Jr., top yeah. 20 pick or not? Where are the Steelers picking? That's what I was going to say. Where are the Steelers uh, It's a great question. I think 19 or 18. They didn't make the playoffs, so they have to be. Yeah, yeah. Give so me a yes. I'm saying yes because I think the Steelers are drafting. That'd be cool if they do. I think he's the third corner on the big board. Um, I think he goes a little later than that. 26, 27. Okay. Two more. Will Tyree Wilson be the first defensive player taken? He is the prohibited favorite as of this morning. That's stupid. Hey, where's Jalen Carter projected to go now? That's dumb. I don't know. Top 10. He said the Eagles have assured him he will not fall past 10. So there's no chance they've assured him that. This, this dude. He didn't do any interviews outside the top Ty, 10. Tyree Wilson is, is cool, but. He's not. He's not. Oh boy. He's so not you know him. what's crazy about you know what's crazy about Tyree Wilson? He was at A and M for two years when I was there. He couldn't get off the third string at A and M on the defensive line. Wow. And he goes to Texas Tech, blows up, and now he's a projected top five. I, top I didn't pick. know they played any defense in the Big Ten. No. Oh wait, great trivia question. Yeah. Earl did not know this earlier. Last Big Ten or Big Twelve? Excuse me, Big Twelve defensive player to be drafted in the top ten. Who is it? And I wouldn't ask if it didn't have some sort of tie to Cleveland on this show. Brian Bosworth. Miles Garrett. No. A&M was the SEC at that point. Oh. Um, hold on. Brian Bosworth. It's a great guess, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. You said, you said it, the last Big 12? Big 12 defensive player to go Danny top 10. Danny Shelton. No, I wasn't top 10. To no, go no, top no. 10. Top Ooh, 10. I just hit um, myself not, right. It's not that, by the that way, far back. I just hit myself right in the nuts. With, with this Justin Gilbert. Yes, sir. There you go. Justin oh, Gilbert, the gosh. last Big 12 defensive player oh, to go in the top 10. God. Last one, Steve. Justin Gilbert? Yes. Yes. That guy was a total piece of garbage. No offense. He, we, he's, he's probably one of the best. Sorry, Mrs. Gilbert. Bust of all time. <laughs> your your his, son was trash. They drafted his him pl- and Johnny Manziel in the same play, first round. His play on the field was yes. trash. He might be a decent human being, or he might be a crappy human being, too. I don't know. But 
They drafted him and Johnny Manziel. Can you imagine two first round picks and you took those two bums? I mean, they they they've whiffed on yeah. Johnny Manziel I mean, is a piece of trash. I, I, on and off I, I mean, but the Trent Richardson whiffs. The Brandon and then they traded him for a first round pick and then they whiffed on that and that was the pick they used to draft Danny, Johnny, right? Danny Shelton, Danny Cam, Shelton, Cam Irving in the same draft. You drafted the nose tackle in a Cam center. Irving. Jesus. Anyway. All right, last one. Oh, Very last one. one. A guy I'm sure Bull has never heard of. Cedric Tillman. Will he be a first round Didn't pick? Didn't he play basketball for Texas A&M in the 80s? This Cedric Tillman, no. Maybe there's another one. I know a dude from the block. His name is BJ Tillman. Shout out to him. Y'all don't know. I Spencer thought, Tillman. He I thought Cedric player. Tillman played for the Grizzlies. I Basketball thought I saw him grabbing a rebound the other night. By the way. Xavier Tillman. Oh, Cedric, Xavier. Cedric, Cedric Tillman. Hey, is, hey, Terrell Brandon's calling me. Hold on. You guys talk for a second. Right. <laughs> this, this is the high-level <laughs> stuff we're doing here, folks. We've devolved. Hey, I got to take this Terrell call. Terrell Brandon's though. calling me. Hey, I hit right. your back. Is, Cedric is Mikey going to right. yeah. admit to him that he was calling him Brandon Terrell all morning? What do you think, Bush G? I was confused. I said, is That's he an his actor? rap name, Bushy. <laughs> I thought he was like somebody off a Netflix special. I'm like, Brandon Terrell, that, like, that's crazy. Like, hey, yeah. Oh, like, yeah he's, well, well, anyway, yeah. I, I am, despite the fact that I've been making fun of it and don't, uh, you know, these guys, I don't know most of these guys, I am actually looking forward to it. So, uh, Jason said you're not. I'm not. I'll have, have it on. on. Like, whatever. Right, I got to yeah. do four hours of radio tomorrow, so I got to watch it. I, who are you filling in for? Lima. So, me and Ken tomorrow morning. Lima still uh, in the building? He's in New York. He's going to New York with uh, with the wife to celebrate the honeymoon. First year. Oh, really? Is it first year? Yeah. It's I got to call Lima. This is like some odd things going on. Yeah. I got I to gotta reach out. Me and Jason are on the uh, schedule a lot. <laughs> 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 anyway, Shout, but I'd be hearing, uh, hearing about the Clevelanders. Shout out to Lyman. There could be some, you know, again, some veteran movement that we could see today. Mm-hmm. Could see mentioned this yesterday. DeAndre Hopkins could get traded. Yep. Buda Baker could get traded. Uh, Dalvin Cook. There's the rumors about him getting traded. Anybody on the Browns' radar? Uh, would you like? Before we were really hot and heavy about DeAndre Hopkins. There was a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, yeah, I the, think the Browns are done making trades for veterans. Yeah. They don't have, you know, they're not giving up. I mean, they don't, I think I, again, they have two thirds, two fourths, two fifths. So, and I'm not going to be here tomorrow, but, but um, I'm expecting them to package some of those picks to potentially, if there's a guy they like mid second round, late second round, or even earlier in the third round, it would, it might make some sense to, to target them with some extra picks. Zach Jackson noticed that they, I think they've moved around in the fourth round every year. Yeah, that Barry's been here. So I do think that they're going to move around the board. They could go up. They could move a pick for next year. They could trade one of these picks for an extra three or four next year. Yeah, but I do think they'll be active. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because but even tomorrow, even though I won't be here, uh, I don't know who's on who's on who's on tomorrow with uh, Brad. I think it's you, Brad, Jason. No, Uh, I'm not in. Okay. Is Brad Jay? came in this morning thinking yeah. he was on the Yeah, show. I see him. Is Brad in tomorrow with Jay and G? Brad's in tomorrow. It's, it's Jay, Brad, and G tomorrow. Okay. So, but even, like, the Browns won't have, still will not have made any picks, obviously, and it'll all be over the weekend. So, Monday's show uh, will be a big one. I think it's probably me, you, and Jay on Monday. Uh, but that'll be a big show because we'll be recapping all of the Browns draft picks because wouldn't have had any time to talk about them during the week. All right, Mikey. Do we have Terrell Brandon? He's setting up. Give us one more second. But while we set up, I'll remind everybody that yeah. the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is sponsored by Colleg Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. And with that, 
Let's welcome on Terrell Brandon, former Cavs guard, legend, shooting extraordinaire to the show. We figured out the tech issues, and now here's there our guy he from is. California. What's up, Terrell? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Terrell, well, we, we'd be doing better if the Cavs hadn't played like such garbage for the last uh, week. Were you, were you surprised how poorly they played against the Knicks? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Um, I think it's a, it's a great learning experience uh, for us, though, because, um, you know, with Donovan coming in for the first time and uh, getting his feet wet, it was good to see him um, injury-free during the playoffs because I know he's had some some challenges in Utah in the past. And then our big man, I think that, you know, that, that was some great experience for our big man to, and Allen and Mobley to be able to get that experience. Um, naturally, he may have to get in the weight room a little bit, but yeah. um, overall, I think, you know, with Garland and everybody, keep everybody together, keep your spirits up. We have a great coach, uh, but, you know, we have some work to do. Terrell, do you follow the Cavs closely? And I guess you played for a couple teams, Minnesota, right? Cleveland who do you most identify with in your playing time um well personally I'm a cavalier to my heart and so um <laughs> that will never change I think it depends on how old you are uh, some people you know who are younger see me as more of a, a timber wolf to some uh and, and my time in Milwaukee was just very brief only yeah. a year and some change but uh my years you know it's like your first kiss I'm a, I'm a Cleveland Cavalier, and uh, that's what most people look at me as. You know, Terrell, like, I, I remember, you know, it was a weird era, like uh, the, the Cavs era where, you know, they go to Gundarina, right? They got the creamsicle uniform. See, a lot of people don't like them. Listen, to me, I love the creamsicle uniforms. Oh, that was crazy. Him. I got a shooting shirt. I said, listen, I got to get that off. I like, like them, too. I like I'm those, man. Um, y'all came, you came up after Mark Price and it was crazy because, you know, you, we had Price and, you know, we had Elo and Doherty and all those guys. And then you was kind of the second generation of point guard. And I, I just remember when you was playing in, in that time period, going against the Bulls and some of those other teams, it was like, you became the guy. Like you, you just, it just like, okay, Terrell Brandon, this guy, you made the all-star team. How, how was that trying to make your, your stamp on the roster after some of the, the glory days, the 80s, and, and, and moving into the, uh, into the 90s? I mean, that's a perfect question. I love that. Uh, coming into, um, you know, I got drafted in 91, and it was, it was intimidating. You know, you have Mark Price, Larry Nance, Brad Doherty, John Hot Rod Williams, Winston Bennett, Craig Elo, John Battle, <laughs> Coach Steve Kerr. You know all these veterans, and and um, I'm trying to figure out how exactly I'm going to fit in. And uh, Coach Lenny Wilkins, he really gave me the blueprint early on. It was like what you did in college was nice, but coming here, this is what I want. I want you to look at the uh, the, the the score, and when if, if we're up five points, then when I take you out, I want to be up at least five points. It wasn't about how many points I scored in that quarter. So he taught me about possessions. He taught me about being a pro. And once I got my opportunity, you know, trying to replace Mark Price, it was not easy. You know, from the fans' perspective, you know, Mark Price was – he's a great. And so uh, Coach Lindy, Coach uh, Mark uh, – uh, uh, excuse me, Coach uh, Mike Fratello and uh, Mr. Wayne Emery, they saw something in me and, and felt like I was ready. 
and I uh, got my opportunity. And once I made the all-star team that first year, mm-hmm. I got my opportunity. I think that's when the media and the the, the fans, they really embraced me and said, okay, this this little kid ready. And I, and I, it was, yeah, yeah. And, and, and everybody saw me when I came up. I wasn't, uh, I didn't get traded. So I came in as a young buck and was behind Mark Price every year showing what I could do, trying to be the best backup point guard in the league. Bro, you, um, when you did get traded, and that was like a, was like a 10-player trade or whatever, Sean Kemp, and obviously there's a lot of guys involved in that trade. What was your, like at the time, what was your reaction to it? What, did, what were you thinking? Because you had been an hurt. all-star, you know? I was hurt. I was hurt. I was hurt. I got the call, and I had been going to work out the gun arena that's coming from Richfield. So I know all the tradition. I'm going through it, and I'm going through my seventh year in the league. And I get a call, and it says, uh, Terrell, this is Wayne. And I have a friend and a family member in Cleveland, Wayne Bender. So I said, what's up, Wayne? What's going on? And he said, no, this is Wayne Emery. I said, Mr. Emery? And he said, yes. And he said, I have Coach Mike Fratello and Mr. Gunn on the phone. And, you know, my antennas go up. And they said, it's been a trade. And the first thing I said was, okay, um, where am I going? And they said, you know, Ben Baker and uh, Sherman Douglas is going from Milwaukee to Seattle. And you and Tyrone Hill is going from Cleveland to Milwaukee. And then when he says Sean Kemp is going from Seattle to Cleveland, that kind of took the sting out of it. Because I'm like, okay, at least I can say for the rest of my life, I got traded for a superstar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't hating. You heard what, who was coming back. You say, I ain't tripping. Look, that's the rain yeah. man. At the time, at the time, for respectfully, real. that was the, the deal. <laughs> Absolutely. What's that like as a player, though? Like, are you driving your car? It's a regular day. And then your entire life gets turned upside down in one phone call. It's wild because now, remember, I've been in Cleveland for six years, so I have a lot of things accumulated in my apartment. And all of a sudden, it changes so fast from, okay, what am I going to do? I have two or three weeks to go from Cleveland to Milwaukee uh, before training camp. I have to leave the next day, you know, to take a physical in Milwaukee and then come back to Cleveland. And then I have to talk to my realtors and pay up rent and then have my family come down and take care of everything. You know, I have piranhas in in my spot and everything, so I got to oh, wow. make sure that they're taken care of. And then now I have to get accumulation of clothes, but I'm living in the hotel because, you know, I don't know anything about Milwaukee yet. So all these factors and, you know, my car and what am I going to do with my truck and I need something to, you know, get from A to B, it happens so fast and you really have to just slow down and organize and really, really get your, get your life in perspective in a real short amount of time. Cause Milwaukee, they want me there in training camp playing with Ray Allen and the big dog. And I got to get myself together. You had piranhas in your apartment. Wait, the tiger wouldn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of piranhas as a pet. I had two of them in there. <laughs> Just two small ones. It's like about a handful. That's all. <laughs> you to feed them goldfish. What, you used to feed them goldfish? Is that what you said? Absolutely. And just wow. watch them eat? Like, what was... Now, now I'm fascinated, Terrell. <laughs> like, like, you gotta, you gotta walk me through that uh, whole process. Hey, 
check us out. My late mom, rest in peace, my mom, Charlotte Brandon. She hated it. When she came and saw me, I put the goldfish in and I turned the lights off. And she said, oh, that is so pretty. Those goldfish are so pretty, son. I said, yes. And then she saw the piranhas was, was, uh, ate like, like, like the head and left the tail. She said, oh, my God. <laughs> I said, oh, throw you out. She, she didn't like that after that. She was like, uh-uh, get <laughs> "Oh my goodness!" You know, you know, Terrell. Like I, like I, I, I be watching these little shows, and it, and it talks about how good pro players are, right? And and like they they go and say, okay, like they have Brian Scalabrini, right? Um, former uh, Boston Celtics. He'll go play like regular guys that are in the gym. And Brian Scalabrini looks like the second coming of Akeem Olajuwon. He won't miss. He's blocking their shots. Um, if you were to play right now, right, um, would you still dominate in pickup games? Do you play often, or do you you find runs and places to go now um, playing against regular guys? No, no, not at all. I haven't played <laughs> in 23 years. Wow. <laughs> Two, three years. Wow. I could imagine y'all for real going out and playing for fun. You know, I haven't played for fun since I was in the second grade. Mm. You know, yeah. I had a goal in mind. And so to go out and like, some people say, just go shoot some hoops. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, you know, I had, you know, I retired for a reason. I had four surgeries on my knees. So I'm almost 53 yeah. years old. I don't need to be out there trying to, you know, <laughs> go back to memory. Yeah, yeah. Right. I hear that. You know what I'm saying, yeah. but if, if I even tried to go out right now and play, I'll go back to when I was playing with Kevin Garnett, and I can't do that. Right. So I might as well just leave it. Watch. Yeah. Interesting. Knowing your limits, right? As you get older, Terrell. Um, getting back to the current team and the current Cavs. Obviously, we're all going crazy. We're frustrated, and and we're what do we do? What do they fire the coach? Do they change the team? What do you think the Cavs should do? I mean, obviously, even if even if you believe we're overreacting, there are some things that need to be done. The bench is not good enough. It's going to be challenging. But uh, in terms of their four top players, Garland, Mitchell, Mobley, Allen, would you make any changes there? Or would you stick with those four and try to change the rest of the group? Yeah, I would stick with those four. Absolutely. I mean, they're all young. You know, they seem like they're all coachable. And that's what you need in young players that's getting better. You need them to be coachable. If they're not that coachable, then, you know, you might as well get rid of, rid of them. And I don't know any of them personally, but, you know, I'll watch them, in, you know, from a distance. And all of them seem like they're nice young men, keep the core. But anytime you lose, particularly in the first round, there has to be some changes, you know. And I think shot selection has to be emphasized a lot, particularly in the playoffs, which I, I feel that because we're so young that we can learn from that. We can, you know, the team can watch film and say, you know, once we get in this position again, because if you want to be a great team, you would be a playoff contention team every year. You will get into the same position again. Once we get in this position again, that's be more confident. The Cavs, we turned down a lot of shots that fourth quarter as well. A lot of good shots. And sometimes that can become from, mental fatigue you know what i'm saying because it's yeah. a long season we can learn from that all right sure. go ahead Jay. 
I was just curious what you think of today's game and the way it's such a different game than when you played. I looked real quick. You were about a 35, 36% three-point shooter in your career. How would you have fared in today's game? Shoot. I probably would have shot 10 threes. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, I was talking to someone the day. I, I was actually uh, watching um, Golden State last night, and uh, one of Clay Thompson's, he hit that clutch um, jump shot in the corner. And I said, wow, when we played, that would have been the, a terrible, great shot. You know? Yeah. The, the, the times have changed, and they didn't emphasize the three-pointer as much as they, used, they do now, of course. They called them marksmans back when in the 80s and 90s, like a Chuck Person or a Dell Ellis, someone, you know, Hershey Hawkins, guys who really, Mark Price, guys who really shot those. Now, there's a lot of players shooting threes. You know, even on, you know, three on two, two on one, fast break, they're stopping at the three-point line and they're firing up. So if I was playing right now, I would put more emphasis on the three-point line. That's for sure. Was it ever considered a bad shot? I'm just curious. Like, did you ever get yelled at for taking threes? Did coaches ever view that as a bad shot? You talking about myself? Yeah, just during your playing days. Did coaches of that era, because now it's all layups and threes. But did back then, I'm just wondering if coaches, because I really don't know the answer, did coaches view the three-point shot as a bad shot? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. It was a bad shot. But then what happened was with me um, in 94, 95, I believe, they moved the three-point line in. Mm. And so when they moved it in, coaches couldn't emphasize it being a bad shot. Now it's, right. you know, 18, 19 feet. So coaches had to kind of renege on what they were saying. Mm. <laughs> wow. All right, Mike, you got a quickie before we wrap up? I got one, one yeah, more. Yeah, I got yeah. one quick one for you. As a, you know, four-point guard. Say it again, Terrell. Y'all got me up early, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this, is, this is a good question here, yeah. I promise. As a you know, former right. point guard, you got a chance to run with a lot of elite players and elite shooters. And a point guard's main goal is to be able to pick out who's open and who's got the best shot when and where. Of us four, looking on the panel, who do you think is the best shooter <laughs> oh out of us God. four? I mean, really going to ask that guy. question? Yes. Um. I mean – Come on now. Mm, None of us can mm, shoot. Mm. I can't shoot. Uh, I'm You're giving shooting. it away. Sorry. So all y'all admit that you can't shoot now. Well, I can't. So, uh, <laughs> That's the point guard's job. Um, this is what he does. This, this is what a, he did for a This is a, a trick living. question, Terrell. There's a reason he's asking you, know, you. Okay, check this out. All of you, raise your hand right now. See, the way you raise your hand, I'll pick my man in the middle. G. Bush. She? G. Bush. You know, I, I, play. I think Mike, I'm you hurt. think you're a better shooter than Mikey? It actually hurts my ego. Uh, he probably yeah. he probably definitely right. shoots better than me now. So, you know what I'm saying? The answer, the answer is Mikey. He Every opportunity, he yeah. wants to tell everyone that he played Division three college ball. He yeah. did play higher, higher level than me. I, I only yeah. played I only played Division one basketball. I just like, I just think I exuberate this energy of, like, an elite shooter. So, I'm curious if on the West Coast, you can still feel it. Now you just made up a word. Now exuberate's a real word. That's not a word. And the, the Cavs back in the day, they had listen. They had they you know Mark Price, Steve Kerr can knock it down. Heck, Kevin Johnson back in the day can knock it down. Uh, Craig Elo used to be able to shoot. So the Cavs had some ball yeah. players coming off the bench, like 
that really could really knock it down a little bit back then. Well, Mikey, clearly game doesn't always recognize game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. I'm hurt. It's okay, though, Terrell. Hey, Terrell, okay. let me, I'm going to give you some rapid fires. You, you pick the winner, okay? You ready? Okay. Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain? Pause. That's impossible. You stumped him. Will Chamberlain. Woo. Hakeem Olajuwon, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. <sighs> <laughs> Magic. Magic. Yes. Mark Price, John Stockton. Mark Price, definitely. Got to go with uh, your guy. Yeah. LeBron or MJ? MJ. See, he's from he's from that era. He's from that era. He, yeah. he don't he didn't even hesitate. He's just like he was ready. He knew he was coming on here. To he, yeah. He was like, yeah, they are gonna ask me about that. I'm I'm ready for all the smoke. All the <laughs> listen, can't be his guy, Austin. Them old the OGs. Yeah. OGs don't be playing. Come on, man. Y'all don't understand how it was, young blood, back yeah, back yeah. then. Well. We, they hand I'm old you. enough, man. Listen, I, Terrell, I'm no good at basketball at all. I was never good as a kid. Obviously, I'm fat. You know, I wasn't as I wasn't fat as a kid, but I was never good at basketball. But I grew up in the, in New York City, and I would watch the good players play in like the New York City courts. I'd go to Manhattan. We'd go to all these cool courts to watch some of these guys, these street ballers, play, and they were awesome. And in New York, no blood, no foul. Now these guys, they cry about everything now, Terrell. Everything they're crying, they're looking for a foul. I totally agree. I was just yeah. on uh, um, a series with uh, Rick Mahorn yeah. this past weekend, and we talked about it. And I said, man, I remember when, you know, they knock you down and the opponent never picked you up. They didn't yeah. call favorite ones for fouls. You know, uh, Bill Ambert dislocated my shoulder, and uh, Coach Lenny Wilkins called the 22nd timeout. <laughs> they popped it back. <laughs> Line and shot two free throws. <laughs> The game was I'm to like, me in the back, like you know, like no, just pop it back and <laughs> let's go. Man, to me, the get NBA was the best, like '80s and '90s. That's the best NBA yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, there was so between yeah. between the 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 you know, obviously you guys had a great team, the Pistons, uh, the the Celtics, the Lakers, the 76ers. I mean, and then the, eventually the Rockets and the Bulls, and and even even to the to that Knicks heat rivalry, which was nasty, the Pacers, you know, like there was so many great rivalries. And now it's just, I don't know. I mean, the NBA is still good. I just don't like it as much because I like paint, you know, guys beating the crap out of each other, hard fouls, not being all friendly. Like I, I miss the, the old school post players, right? Like I, and now everybody shoots the ball. I want to see some guys battling in the paint. We'll get that. What was that voice? Yeah. Totally agree. You know, I, I wish that, you know, maybe uh, Mr. Alan Silver can just go and say, listen, because he's from that era. Yeah. I remember him when he was a, a general back in the day with uh, Mr. Stern. And he understands where us former players and people like you is coming from. Yeah. That's why Draymond Green and people are so drawn back by that style. But people like us, man, you know, you got to have somebody on your team that the elevator don't go to the top floor. You gotta have at least <laughs> <laughs> our foul. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah, it works. 
I think I think those those Patrick Ewing Knicks teams, they had a lot of players that elevator did not go to the top of the floor. Man, they had some bad dudes. They were fun to watch. Anthony Oakley and all those guys, they was crazy. Yeah. Anthony Mason's elevator is out of order. Yeah, he was He, he took was, the stairs. He he put But I tell you what, he would have kicked that. He gave everything to get every rebound. Yep. He got every inch out of the, out of his talent cuz I don't know how how talented he was, but man, he got every ounce of talent that he yep. could possibly get. Anyway, yep. I'm reminiscing too much about the old. Wait, wait, Terrell, yeah. I got one more serious question. Yeah. Did you play with Bill Curley in Minnesota in 98? I played with him for about, um, I think it was about a year or so. Yes. That's my college coach. Cool dude. Good dude. You got any good Curley what? stories? Yeah. Oh man, Curley was real cool, man. He was just real quiet and real reserved and. Yeah, we got along extremely well. It, it was it was nothing controversial about him at all. Nothing. Who was the best trash talker you played against? Definitely not Curly. <laughs> uh, Larry Bird. That's Everybody a, says that. That's, yeah. that's he's the, the goat. The he's the best trash talker that. ever. He is the goat of trash talkers, Bird. So like, and, and so what was the fun? Like, did he say anything to you? Like, he, was he funny? Was he mean? Like, what what did he do? I was surprised because this particular time Price was out and I was starting against the Celtics. Yeah. And he was killing us. And he said, um, hey, Rook, tell Coach Lenny Wilkins why he got this white kid, Craig Elo, guard me. You better put a brother on me. And I said, what? (laughs) 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 He was offended. He was offended. I want to say, you know, remember you white, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't. He's the most black white dude ever played in the oh NBA. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> Man, he, he he was a legend for real, and he let us know I'm going to go over here with 2.1 seconds. I'm going to go like this, shoot back, you know that. Yep. That little yep. vocal little jumper he had, and he'll tell you exactly where he's going to hit it, and then he'll hit it. <laughs> And he'll walk off if you see some tapes. A lot of people was always jumping on him when he would uh, make last second shots, but everybody was surprised but him. Hmm. Yeah, that's amazing, Terrell. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for getting up early. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Be well. All right, you too. Anytime. Thank you. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks, Terrell. Have some fun with Terrell, man. Larry Bird, man, he always gets. He's always people Charles, always yep. make Charles Oakley said that. Yeah, like it's crazy, man. Yep. Like that is a funny story. <laughs> he put, a put a brother on, on me. Put a brother on me, man. He's insulted. White guy guarding me. Yeah, that is uh, it's unacceptable. Hey, so yeah. while we've been on for the last hour, we yeah. have seen some of the exit interview quotes from the Cavs, and a couple have been. Uh, I saw the, the Jared Allen one. We'll get Go to ahead. the Allen one in a second. Yeah. I want to start with the Ricky Rubio one. You can take tag board full here, Steven. Shout out to our guy Evan Damerel from Locked on Cavs for uh, transcribing and tweeting these out. But this is what Ricky Rubio said. If you ask anyone in our locker room, we were the better team than the Knicks. We were more talented. Th- were they more talented than us? No. They just wanted it more than we did. Mm. Y'all just got mollywop 4-1. I'm not sure you could, could say that out loud in good conscience. Well, it's team. also embarrassing to say they wanted it more. Yeah, yeah, like that's well, horribly. And the follow-up question is, why? Why did they want it more? Why? Wow, that's embarrassing. You ready for the Jared Allen quote? I, we got, I got five of these. So yes. we'll yeah, yeah, these. Go, we go, go back go, and we'll go, dissect go, them yeah, after. Yeah. Uh, two from Jared Allen, who's in his third playoff series for the record. 
Even for me, the lights were brighter than expected. He played in New York. You played for Brooklyn. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, you not... played in the playoffs in New York. Crazy. Like he just now, act, he just it, acted like that never happened. Like he's a newborn. In, in fairness, nobody gives a rat's ass about the Nets in New York. But, but you still, still yeah. He paid taxes in New York and was there. He drove from the facility to his. Don't you own. know rich people don't pay taxes? Oh my gosh! Just I don't understand it. How? That's like, embarrassing. I, I guess I would give him credit for honesty. Oh my God. I'm not admitting to that. I'm not admitting to that. We have another quote from Jared Allen. Oh my Steve, next God. tag board. The elephant in the room is those damn offensive rebounds. I should have been better. That's my good. job. Good. Yeah, I like no that. Shit. Sure. Own it. That's good. Yeah. For better or Accountability, worse, man. he was brutally honest. Yeah, that's brutally great. Brutally honest. That's great. The first one infuriates me. That one I like. <laughs> oh, my God. The and we have two from bright. Donovan Mitchell, and then we'll go back and we'll recap all these. Is the Donovan Mitchell bragging Mitchell. about a seventy-one point game? He did not, but he says still slurping him for a seventy-one point game. Pause. I told the guys, if you go through your first playoff series in Madison Square Garden, you'll be all right. That place is different. Oh, shut and up, go Donovan. to the next one, Anthony. Give me directly the next one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This was how the series ended and the season in totality wrapped up. I wouldn't want it any other way. I work hard at this and there's beauty in the pain. There will be time to figure it out and I know we will. I don't know what that means. What the hell is he talking about? I don't know what that means. Did Kyrie Irving body switch you? <laughs> That's hey, a Kyrie comment. Guess yeah, what? Kyrie guess comment. what? It's a good goal. Boston is just as hostile as New York. Toronto can be hostile. Uh, Golden State used to be. I don't know anymore yeah. with that new arena. Like, yeah, I mean, New York is different. It is. But there's a lot of hostile. That Philly? Philly's not NBA. hostile? That just I've never seen it in a playoff Philly's series. Hostile. I've never seen it in a playoff that series. That just shows me that, that there's no accountability. There was none from... I wouldn't None want from it any other way. Like, like the fact that nobody in the coaching staff said, what the hell is that, bro? We need to get out here and play a certain way, and I demand it, or you will be on the bench. Like, I don't, I'm confused why this, this laissez-faire attitude is here. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we lost. What are you going to do? You know, I wouldn't uh, want to wanted vacation. It, they wanted it more. They like, wanted really? it more. They admitted the lights to, were bright. It, they admitted the other team wanted oh it more. Oh, my God. I, listen. To, I, be a to be in the NBA in a competitive nature, just to admit like, that listen, they I wanted it more. I mean, it was more. clear watching it that the Knicks wanted it more. But I, I mean, they're, they're more refreshing yeah. than the Browns when they have theirs because the Browns are just straight up live and filibuster. But these dudes came out, and I, I give you credit for being honest, but I'm going to be honest. If, if you watch Kobe Altman and the rest of the guys, uh, this, is, this is what they told you. And it is utterly disrespectful if you feel like you're going to bring the same energy back next year because I'm just not going to – I'm not going to pay attention to it. I, I Like, I, I, these guys just didn't care. They didn't care and admitted to it. <laughs> I'm not watching that. But at least they won 50 games without LeBron. 
Th- that's all that matters. Yeah. They did it without LeBron, boy. What's that? 51. Don't short him. Yeah, fi- they did win a playoff game without LeBron. They, they won, won one. one. Yep. They won one. One in six in uh, uh, postseason games or whatever. And, and, and I'm a, uh, by the way, years. by the way, I'm going to just jump since everybody's making a, a, a question. Yeah. I'm stripping all the medals. I'll apologize for the fans. Hey. I'm about the Marion Jones, y'all. The medals are coming back. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is not about to be in the top anything. No. He is now below Kyrie Irving. I'm not even adjusting that. Second of all, that was on me. That was on me for even suggesting that these people were of any level. And from now on, LeBron James' name shall not be mentioned with any new guys. I I think Earl's got to apologize for that every day. Earl, I want to apologize to the great people of Cleveland, to all my fellow co-workers and friends on this here show. You know, I was emotional. I was a little out of pocket. He was going through some stuff. And I got checked. You Don, know, as I should have. Don that won't ever happen again. Don is not in the top five of all-time caps. I First just all, noticed this was on the set. The how long has this been Brandon. on the? How long has this been on the set? Since yesterday. Just a couple of days. Oh! That's where the junkyard dog chain's going. Yeah, junkyard. I mean, dog I missed. Chain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> eventually, it's going in the garbage. It's appropriate that he missed. I hit the trash. Wow. But I missed. But that's what we think. Don't, of the don't give right me, now. don't give me no junkyard dog chain yeah, talks. Yeah, come on, man. anymore. Right. Yeah, right. No more junkyard yeah. dog. Come on. You got a bunch of store that bought ch- mutts. That chain goes. <laughs> <laughs> your pet, but your Petsland. Shot at this segment is brought to you by Petsland. Right now, you get kibbles and bits, two for five dollars, two for five dollars, and long rope shoes as well. Come on over here. We'll get you set up down at PetSmart.com. By the way, oh, so Kristen now you want to get ad reads in. <laughs> <laughs> now you want to get to that. By the way, Tristan Thompson better calf than Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Not, even, not even close. Not even close. Z. Not even close. All right, let's doesn't... tap the brakes. Not even close. Let's tap the brakes. Not even Goskis. close. Z is. Give me it... big Anderson Varejao. Oh God. Andy and all his hair. Wesley Person better calf than Donovan. Sasha Pavlovich. Let's settle down. Sean Kemp and his fifty-two kids. <laughs> Shannon Brown. Shannon Brown and Monica. Danny Shelton, Steve Kerr, (laughs) Steve Kerr. We'll see you on overtime, you crazy people. Later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.